You ready? Yeah. Okay, rolling. And three, two, one, action! Hey! hey what up, homies and homets? It's your homies, Brandon Lee and Devontae Thomas. Mm-hmm. We're on episode five now. Five. And it's been a while since we've done a pod of just you and me, right? Yeah. It's probably been like close to a month. So we thought today that we would talk about our move to LA. So I'm originally from Minnesota and you're from... I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So pretty much just like everyone else in LA, we're not actually from here. I feel like it's rare to know like actual LA natives, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, in the film industry, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you and I have talked about like our move and everything but we've only talked like briefly so we wanted to like talk about it today because just would want to know what your life was more like back in north carolina so yeah i'm curious about that too because i've heard you say stories but like i can't really oh fuck (laughs) can't really like piece it together you know yeah yeah i feel you yeah i want to see it from your perspective Mm -hmm. um actually this was the thing uh i was going to tell you i was telling Devontae off camera this what sparked the idea was this morning i was uh i came across an old journal i was just feeling super nostalgic for some reason because i had like a super nostalgic dream and i woke up and i found my old journal that was like in 2017 mm-hmm. and that was the time that i was in college and i first started like getting into like acting classes in minnesota and that was around the time that i like was pursuing it and then moved to la mm-hmm. and so it was just like super nostalgic and it was I was so glad that I like wrote those journal entries because I looked back and I was like immediately it felt like a time machine and I was like yo it's already been five years and I'm like damn I like came a long way man mm-hmm. um but in hindsight it feels like it feels like yesterday but then like as I was reading how I would write like the whole the whole spirit of the writing is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, damn, I've changed a lot. Like, but I put some really dumb goals. Like, one of them was like that I would be making 50K a month right now. Well, shit. And like, you never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, part of me was like, damn, I didn't achieve that. But then there were so many other things that I wrote down that I did achieve. And then what I realized that I was most happy about was like, how much I changed as a person, like how much I've grown as a person versus all this materialistic shit that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So like that kind of sparked that idea. And I would want to like know more of like what your mindset was before you moved out here to, mm. um, but when exactly did you move to LA again? I moved here. I've been saying six years for a while. I think it's, I think it's still six years ago. What year? What year did you move? So that was, uh, that had to be. T- Weren't you like two years before me? Yeah, it was, it was two years before you. So twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Fall. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Mm, yeah, yeah. I was fall of twenty eighteen. Mm. So. Damn. Um, huh. Damn, it shouldn't have taken me that long to do math. Like, fuck. And he's that falling on my Shibu head. Too. That's why we both dropped loop. off, homie. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I couldn't even say homie just now. I said homie. Homie. 
<laughs> is that a new Shibla word? Um, <laughs> Dude, by episode 20, I'm going to be like, hey, Shibla, I did better. We're going to be like those mumble rappers. <laughs> right? <laughs> Migos! Stir, stir. Easy money. Millionaires. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> um, there's the blue energy. Um, what is it? I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, I think I know the brief answer for this, but like the brief, I guess the overall question is like, why did you move to LA, and like, what was like the mindset shift that happened between like. Okay, I don't want to be in North Carolina anymore. Mm, okay, well, this is, uh, where, where should I start from? Should I start from like where I was in North Carolina, like mentally, and then go from there? Or should I just like kind of spark notes it? Whatever, whatever you want to do, man. Okay, well. More details is better. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will go into full depth. Um, oh. <laughs> So I, uh, like I said, I was born in North Carolina, and my mom is actually from California, and I have family over here. But before me she and my sister were LA? born, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of close. Like I also go into area. Oh, that's right. There. Yeah. So like, um, before me and my sister were born, uh, my parents decided to relocate us to North Carolina. Because they thought it would be a better, you know, better way, better place to raise kids. Mm-hmm. So um, we Before moved here. you and Tony? Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. your oldest sister was... Yeah, she, she, was, she was born in California, too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then how old was she when you guys moved? When uh, they moved? She's like 10 years older than me, so she had to be like eight. Because my older sister, other little sister, she's two years older. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So she was, she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, parents moved to North Carolina. Me and my sister were born. And, um, you know, my mom would always tell us stories about, like, what life was like in California. Like, she mm-hmm. would say, like, you know, everything's so close. Like, we would just, like, walk down the street and go to, like, the Seven Eleven. And back then I was like, what? That's so crazy. That'd be so cool. <laughs> like, I could just, like, walk down the street and buy some chips. Like. I, got, I thought it's the coolest thing ever. And, um, it's like a fantasy land. Yeah. yeah. Like how the movies portray it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just always tells these stories. And that was the best place ever. So I always wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. And um, we visited one year um, just to like, you know, visit family and like kind of like just vacation. How old were you around this time, you think? Uh, I had to be like 15, 16. Okay. So like high school, sophomore year. High yeah. School. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. Like, uh-huh. we got to see everything. We, like, um, we uh, went to this, like, cool hotel that, like, had a pool and there's like, palm trees. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. It was sunny. And, and then, like, uh, we, like, walked down uh, Sunset Boulevard and got to see all that. Oh. And it was, just, it was just great. And I decided, like, then that like I want to move to California like this is where I want to be like I belong Yo, here that's dope so uh I uh I was teaching taekwondo at the time uh-huh. and 
Luckily, I uh, I got an opportunity to move here because my Taekwondo master moved here uh, the year before to open up a Taekwondo school, mm-hmm. and then he invited me to help help um, in like you know, teaching school. at a school. So uh, he he like moved me in with him. Like I was like living in like one of his rooms in his house. Yeah, and I was just like helping the school, and like my goal was just to like you know run a Taekwondo school one day. Yeah, know? yeah. That was that was it. You know, that's all I did. Taught so, Taekwondo and like when you were in North Carolina mm-hmm. and when they when your Taekwondo master like reached out to you about the opportunity, mm-hmm. was there ever a moment of like, oh maybe I wanna stay here and finish school or was it just like, Oh, I'm going? Um <laughs> Was there like a conversation with your parents too about all that and stuff? Like Yeah, these are good points. Um Yeah. The person that was really trying to get me to stay yeah. was my mom. Oh, um, really? It was, it was really hard to convince her to get me to go. But, um, you know, like I told her like what my plan was and like my Taekwondo master talked to her and like slowly but surely like we, we convinced her that this is something oh. that I can do and I'll be the, okay. Huh? And I'll be okay because, you know, I was a baby. So she was oh. always like, oh, my baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're the youngest out of three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, so what was the biggest like shift for her, do you think? Was it just like the confirmation from your Taekwondo master, like he's going to be okay? Um, yeah, it was mostly that. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was mostly concerned about my well-being. Yeah, yeah. So um, she, it was like a shift. Like I could see that once she really knew that I knew what I was doing, then she felt you know, comfortable with me leaving. Mm-hmm. What was like the time span of like when the opportunity came and like when you actually moved out and like, you know, having to convince your mom the whole time? One week. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. No wonder. Of course you do. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, really? oh yeah, I missed this part. I, uh, <laughs> so the first I went to California one time to visit, right, with my family. That when you were 15, 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, a couple years later, I go back to visit my Taekwondo, like, my Taekwondo master, right? Oh, he was already out here. Mm-hmm. He was out here, and, oh. like, they were doing, like, this in-house tournament. So, yeah. like, I was going for that, like, you know, to judge and just see what things were like. And that's and when he let me know. this is when you're around what age? Uh, it'd be, like, 18, 19. 19. I was 19. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, he... Like, when I was there, he'd said, like, hey, what do you think about moving here? We want to have you, like, as one of the instructors. So I was like, yeah, I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be back in a week. But you were going to school, weren't you, before? Um, I was. I was, but we were, like, in between semesters, though. So, Mm. like, I I already, like, was, like, this isn't really what I want to do. So I was already, like, kind of over it. Okay, so if that hadn't came about, were you still thinking about, like, dropping out of school, potentially? Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I knew I wanted to do something like Taekwondo. Mm. Well, at the time, yeah, I knew I wanted to do Taekwondo. So. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's cool, man. Wow, as you're talking about all of that, I see so many, like, similarities of uh, what it was like for me, too. Um, but damn, that's dope. Yeah. Damn, you only had one week. One week. And then did you fly or? I flew. You flew? Yeah. And then you ship your car? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Or 
flew your car? Is that how they do it? There was a truck that had like a little oh, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they just drive it for you. I heard that's just cheaper than like. Yeah, it's a little driving. cheaper. Yeah. What's the point of driving? I fucking drove. The only thing is your car is really dirty, like when it gets here. Yeah, dude. And you put so much mileage on it. Yeah. It's, especially from North Carolina. You're mm-hmm. all the way in the East Coast, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Damn, that would have been like a week drive at least. Dude, you took that drive though. Well, I'm I mean, from the Midwest, so it's like half as far. <laughs> yeah, true, but still, like, it's a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. I mean, we're already, we're already getting to it, but huh. I'm, I want to know the same thing about you, though. Like, oh, yeah? What was your journey like to get here? Mm. Okay. I, dude, it's so funny because I had the same thing as you, mm-hmm. where it was like, I actually have uh, uh, cousins and an aunt out here, um, and we would visit them like every other year or so. But then when, I think it was 2017 actually, mm-hmm. um, around that time where I was like a sophomore in college, I wasn't really doing well in college, I didn't really like it. Um, and then I came out here and I was just like, I was just, we were at Universal Studios and I was just walking around and I was just like, Mom, I kind of want to move out here. I just, I don't know why. It felt like LA was speaking to me. Is that how it felt for you? Mm-hmm. Like literally, it's just like, it's like an energy of just like, you just feel it like pulling you a little bit, right? Like, I feel like I belong here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I felt that and I was just like, but at that time, nothing, ha- like acting wasn't even like a thing that came to mind. Like I wasn't pursuing anything like that. Um, and then coincidentally like within the next like six months my uh damn i don't know if i should tell this story this is a long story it's like yeah, a side tell story it, i don't know i don't i don't know if i told you this did i tell you about how i got into my acting school in minnesota kind of but i don't know the full story so um one day at school this is gonna not seem like it ties to this but it ties in later one day when I was at school, some girl like just backed into my car. And it, what was crazy was it was so avoidable. Like I could have just honked at her and she was like going slow, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason it felt like some force was telling me, like was just not letting me do anything. I just like froze. And it was like probably 10 seconds of her backing <laughs> up and she's just, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm just like. Just <laughs> the whole fucking time. And then she backed into me. I was like, fuck. I was super fucking pissed about it. All of this shit and that. And then I had to figure out, like, all the shit, exchange info and this and that. And I was expecting, like, some phone calls from, like, my car insurance company and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure, like, everyone does. Everyone gets spam calls, right? But that was around the time that I just started picking up the phone because I just got in that car accident. Like, not even a car accident, just a little bump. Um, and so I randomly got this call and then I pick it up and I was expecting it to be, uh, like car insurance company. And then they're like, Hey, is this Brandon? I'm like, yeah. Hey, we got your submission for our talent school. Um, we wanted you to come by and audition. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Found out two weeks earlier, my dad was like at a movie theater and just saw like this little box where like you can just put your own info in. 
Mm-hmm. And like people have been saying throughout the years, like to me and my dad or whatever, like, oh, Brandon, you should like model or something like that. And so he just fucking put my name in without even telling me and gave him my contact info. <laughs> and so then they call me and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, what? Uh, I don't think that's me, but, uh, like, come on, just, you can just search us up. I was just thinking like, this is probably a scam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just search us up and, uh, let me know if you want to come through. And then I searched him up and I was like, it's called DNA talent. Anyone that's in Minnesota. Um, and then I was like, oh shit, this is legit. And then I was like, mom, dad, do you guys know anything about this? And my dad was like, oh yeah, I put your name in. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, bro, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> but I'm so glad he did that. So then I went over there. I thought it was just going to be a pretty boy model or some shit. And then they were just they just gave me this script and was just like, yo, just take five minutes to memorize this and try it. It was just like two or three lines. And then they had me try it. And they're, they were like, oh, we see, you should act too. Um, okay. And so then I started taking classes there for about like, six months and that was around the time that like i was just really not liking school and i would drive home from my school my college which is two and a half hours away every single weekend like round trip five hour drive just to take those classes every weekend on the weekends and it was like a big sacrifice um And I noticed around that time, I was like, I'm studying so much harder at this like talent school than any of my classes in college. Like as I was, I was studying like exponentially harder. Like I didn't give a fuck about any, any class. Like I probably had under a 2.0 GPA in college, bro. (laughs) It was bad. Um, Even though I'd like try to focus, I just couldn't. Um, So then, yeah, I just like, I used to like to party a lot too, but I, I uh, enjoyed acting more, so I would just say, screw the weekends, I don't need a party, I'm just going to go home and take this class every weekend. And then um, they do this thing where they fly in some managers like every, like twice a year. Mm-hmm. And this manager, she's my current manager actually, her name's Justine Hunt, and she like re-auditioned the whole school. And... Um, she kind of picks a certain team like from like 10 to 20 people um, to eventually fly out to LA to do this event called Industry Network, which is like a showcase where like a bunch of like casting directors, agents and managers are just trying to find new talent. And it's pretty much like a track and field event of like Hollywood. Cause it's like, there's like different events where you do improv on stage, you do a cold raid, you do a commercial, you do a scene, runway, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I ended up, ooh, I ended up doing that. Um, and I, by that point, like I was going to that class for like six months and I kind of like decided like, okay, my five year goal is to move out to LA within five years. I want to save enough money, uh, do some modeling gigs and local modeling gigs in Minnesota, save enough money to move out to LA. And then I, when I went to the showcase, like they were like, um, 
at the end of it, you get a sheet of all the agents and managers that are interested in you. And then I, there's like 32 different agencies that were like, wanted me now and wanted me to move out now. So I was like, what the fuck? And then around that time, I was trying to transfer to a different school closer to my, to my parents' house. So I didn't have to like pay rent at like a apartment, you know? Mm -hmm. But I got declined at that school. <laughs> I didn't, my grades weren't good enough. And then I told everyone at the other school that I was going to like, yo, I'm, transferring schools and so i was just like fuck it i'm not gonna go back to school anyways so to like move out now and then i was like oh. and like i think so i went to that thing in july and then i went to we were going to go to korea for like a taekwondo tournament so i went to korea from like for like a month and then i came back home and then packed my shit and then me and my dad like drove all the way to la <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it was like it kind of happened pretty fast, but yeah. <laughs> wow, I did not know a lot of that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Huh. Interesting. The more you know, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I really wanted to get into this because I was like, I feel like we didn't really talk too much about specifics, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Did you have any like when you got out here? I'm sure you were, like, excited, right? And you yeah. saw L.A., like, you were finally in this fantasy land. Did you have any moment of, like, oh, shit, this is not what I thought it was going to be like? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah? What was that? Like, um, was it, like, a certain event or, like? Well, it was, like, the first, like, the first year that I was here, like, I just kept seeing, like, how things were different. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was kind of like, oh, wow, like, this is a this is a big jump, you know? <laughs> like, I never considered all this stuff. Like, um, how, you know, I really started to see, like, how expensive it is to live here. Because, like, you know, like, I, I had plans of, like, moving out of my parents' house when I was in North Carolina. Mm. So, like, I, like, started making, like, a budget and everything based on that. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, never got to do that, you know? Like... I was going to do that, but I moved to California before I got the chance to. Oh, so I was thinking like, you know, I just need to make this much a month and, you know, everything's good. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> say, bro. It costs like probably twice as much to live here. Than in North Carolina. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. Like it's, it's crazy. So that was, that was a shocker for me. Like just expenses and how expensive it is out here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um. I also didn't consider like the like I I knew like LA is kind of like the the big pond and like North Carolina is like a smaller pond. Yeah. But I never knew like the extent to that, you know? Like like I always thought that like you know, I'm going to move to LA and then I'm just going to like you know, I'm just going to like blend in. But then I realized that like there's some like really like really good people at what they do here. Yeah. And, like, it just, like, you know, kind of inspired me to, like, push mm. even harder. So like, never... way more competitive out here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I like that about it, though. Yeah, yeah. If it weren't for that, who knows what I'd be doing right now, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's definitely one of the most ambitious parts of the world. Like, mm -hmm. everyone comes out here to pursue their dreams and everything, you know? But I feel like another reason why, I don't know about you, but I feel like, Literally what you were talking about, how expensive it is to live here. Like, 
it's so hard to just do one job and pay the bills mm-hmm. at a like a decent place. Yeah. Or like not have like a bunch of roommates. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. it's tough. I feel like most people our age like just have like a lot of roommates. Yeah. Like that's like the only way you could survive. Yeah, yeah. I remember you and I we 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 still have these moments of like especially when we first moved here. Like we got this place for a good deal, but it was also like like we were thriving, you know? Like we were just like, damn, this is our place, bro. Like who who at this age got a place like this? You know? Like we got our own bedrooms and stuff. We got our own bathrooms. It's two floors. Like brand new tiles and shit. I mean we kinda fucked it all up now, but like yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna hey, have to paint the shit out of these walls, no bro. No problem. We don't own this. <laughs> <laughs> The security deposit, we'll probably use a lot of that <laughs> by the time we move out. <laughs> but we'll, we'll probably try to fix everything we can. Yeah, it'll yeah. be alright. I mean, it's not as bad as my old place. My old place, the, the whole door jam like, came off. What? Yeah. It's a long story. My ro- old roommate like locked me out. Is this in college? No, this is when I was here. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Morgan. <laughs> Morgan? Yeah, my friend Morgan. What up, Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was, like, playing a joke on me, right? He, like, locked me out. And, like, I was, like, trying to get in. Like, I was like, ah, hey, let me in, let me in. And I, like, push, kicked the door, and, like, the whole thing just, like, came down, like, the whole door. Taekwondo really works. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't expect that to happen. Wait, the whole door just, like. The door, oh. the lock, the everything surrounding it came yeah. down. Oh my All of it. god, dude. Yeah. I mean like we had to like replace it, but it was ghetto, so yeah, they just took our security deposit. <laughs> Did you end up paying most of the security deposit because of that? Yeah. Yeah. Was he like, hey man, you're paying for that shit? Hey, but he locked your ass out. I but mean you still I don't... kicked it, right? <laughs> Sometimes I don't take jokes well, man. So uh, <laughs> that was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> really? You don't feel like you take jokes well? I mean, like, like if I'm like afraid or something, then I just like don't respond well. But usually, uh, I'm like able to like, ah, yeah. it's just a joke, you know. Because I was about to say, like, dude, I prank your ass so much. <laughs> Yo, you know why I think this happened? Why I felt so strongly about it? Uh-huh. My sister, shout out to Denisha. Um, my sister locked me out one day after school, and I was outside for hours. When you were little, <laughs> yeah. Why'd she lock you out? Just as like a joke, she thought it was funny <laughs> for hours. <laughs> yeah, She's looking like, back on it, I think it's funny. I think it's funny too. Like I wouldn't have the story if it weren't for that. But yeah, I got locked out for a long time. <laughs> well, how old were you when that happened? Probably like twelve, thirteen. Mm. I was about to say like because when you're like really little, you know, like ten minutes can feel like ten hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, yep. But damn it, that's so funny. Was she pissed at you or something? I mean, I was just, you know, little brother. I was always, like, being a little shit. So. Or maybe you just did something that you don't even remember. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, good times. Yo, what was, like, um, what was, like, the usual shit that you would do to piss off your sisters, your older sisters? Oh, both Devante and I are both the youngest siblings, by the way. I have one older brother. Shout out to Big Bro. Mm-hmm. I, Brian. It's so weird to say his name because I call him young. 
<laughs> older brother in Korean, but yeah. I gotta meet your brother one day. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a cool dude. <laughs> he's listening. I'm guarantee he's listening to this right now. He said he wanted me, he wants to meet you too. Ah, snap. He said, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it on the pod. I texted you to this. He yeah. told me, yo. You and Devante have like a super dope dynamic. Cause you know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say, right? He's like, I've never seen two dudes so genuinely love each other but not want to fuck each other. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) I literally laughed out loud, dude. I saw that. (laughs) I saw that I was dying, bro. Like Hey man, that's pretty true. Got a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh yeah, but what is the dumbest shit that you would do to piss them off? Um. Well, I mean, I just like. I was kind of a quiet kid, so like, I kind of like stayed in my lane for the most part. Yeah. But I feel like um, my existence. Just annoyed her, you know. Like you ever just have somebody. Wait, just what's like, the age difference between all? So it's like you're. Uh, my Denise is two years older, and Ebony's like ten years older. Wait, what? Yeah, my sister's right. Yeah. Yeah, Denise is two years older. Ebony's ten years. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Denisha. Denisha's Tony. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is Tony her nickname? Yeah, Tony's her first name. Denise is her middle name. So, uh, what do yeah. you call her? Denisha. Nisha. You call her Denisha? Nisha. Oh, shit, I thought her name. Because I saw on her Instagram, it was Tony. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one she prefers. I just call her Nisha. I have a sister named Tony now, too. You do? My sister-in-law, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Tony. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, okay, two years, and then how? how sorry, um, the Ebony's ten years older. Ten. Yeah. Oh wow. Did you piss her off a lot, or was it mostly? Uh, since she was like older, she was more like a like, like a an babysitter aunt. kind of for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like she would like be the one like in charge, and she would just be like, "All right, I don't got time for you little shits, shit. So, just." <laughs> Leave me alone, you know? (laughs) Don't annoy me. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, she's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, though? What about you? I feel like you did some stuff to your brother, didn't you? I I did so much shit to piss off my brother. I was such a little shit, man. (laughs) I remember the first that comes to mind, though, was like me and my brother are personality wise are complete opposites. Like mm-hmm. he's introverted, I'm extroverted. He likes to like have his own time and like kind of just chill. And I just love fucking running around all the time, especially when I was little, little. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm. And like I would always like want to play with him, but he would just like want to play video games instead. Mm-hmm. And so like when I would have friends come over and he would be like playing video games in the living room. Me and my friend would like grab like some balls or something, just something, and we would just throw it at him and be like, <laughs> and run away. And be like, <laughs> and then he would just like, I knew he was like fucking lazy as shit, so I knew he wasn't gonna do anything like the first few times, so I would just keep doing it. And then by like the tenth time or something, you just hear him like 
set the controller down and just start walking. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, mom! And then like my my parents would like like uh <laughs> yell at my brother because my brother like was the complete opposite of me. If I got in trouble, I'd be like, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My brother would just be quiet, just like. But that would make him look more guilty, even if he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but then, like, one time, um, I think I've told you this story. My mom, my parents said that <laughs> this is another reason why, like, when I was little, like, I was a fucking little actor back then, too, because, like, <laughs> I would be, like, crying, like, bawling. Like, and it, it sounds like, I'd make it sound like he's, like, killing me, like, punching me to death. I'd be like, <laughs> and then they would yell at him and then my brother just wouldn't do anything right yeah and then one time my mom was like curious and just like watched and she saw that he didn't do anything he did nothing to me like he didn't even touch me and i was like ah mom mom and then <laughs> and my dad saw it too and my dad's like a big he's a big brother too like he has a little brother about the same age guy as me brother my brother so like he knows like what it's like to be a big brother. And so he would be like he like yell at him, right? And then he like whispered to my brother, like, hey, when I go, kick his fucking ass. <laughs> I deserved it. Yeah. yeah. The thing oh, is, it's part of being a younger sibling. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Are you really a younger sibling if you don't piss them off? Right? Like, you got it. It's a character. Oh, shit. Did you ever have a phase where, like, like did you, did you and your sister fight a lot? Um, it was more so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I repressed the part that, like, I, like, actually did stuff to her to annoy her. I don't remember any of that. But I do remember her, like, you know, also, like, beating me up. Well, at least that's what I thought it was at the time. <laughs> it's what it felt like. And Which is in reality, like, probably like this. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just like, I responded in a similar way. My sister always got in trouble for it. Like, I would just <laughs> act like I'm hurt. <laughs> that's why we're performers, bro. Right? That's literally what you do for a living. Pretend to get hurt. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Good to be like, <laughs> you should look at me now. All that practice, it's paying off, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Huh. What would you say is, um, like, oh, damn, that was a long tangent. But going back to this whole, like, moving to L.A. thing, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say was like some of the biggest lessons or you can pick one lesson? If you were to like see 2016 Devante, mm -hmm. what's like the biggest difference between you now and 2016 Devante before you moved out here? My perspective has changed. Mm. I feel like I've been able to see a lot more of the world that yeah. I didn't even know existed back then. Like, to be honest, back then, I thought I was a shit. Like, I just, I just thought, like, yeah, 
You know, I mean, I'm young. You are shit, homie. I got everything figured out. I know what I'm doing in my life. Yeah, I'm awesome. But now I'm just like, I mean, I think like a big part of it has been because like I'm able to like meet all these like awesome people mm. that I like see like what's really possible, and I I could be like, oh, like yeah, I mean, I'm I'm alright at this, but there's this guy that's like freaking like yeah whoosh, yeah you know. Mm. Yeah. So just your perspective of how you see. Mm. Do you mm. think that has to do with, because that, that's kind of the same thing for me, like, but it was like, it's so, there's so much diversity here mm. and just all cultures are embraced here, you know? And that was like a big perspective change for me. Is that kind of what you're saying as well too? Like a part of it? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. that too. Um, a lot of different cultures and types of people that I never got a chance to meet. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of goes back, what you were saying just now, kind of goes back to, like, the realization of how talented people are out here. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm not that different. Mm-hmm. Like, in North Carolina, you're different. Yeah. Than here. It's like, it's like a, the you're the best player on your high school team, and then you go to the NBA, and you're like, oh, fuck. Everyone's good, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, I've been I've been searching for this my whole life. Yeah, just never knew where to find it. I think I found it. Yeah. How about but, you, though? How would you say you've changed? I feel like for me too is um, perspective. Um, but the biggest realization, like how I was telling you when I was reading my 2017 journal was like, I was all about, I, I don't know if this is ne- if it was necessarily more of a masculine approach, but I just saw things for exactly what they were. Mm. And I was just like, the way I would journal was just like, I need to do this and this and this. And nowadays it's a much more about like, what were the emotions I was feeling today? Um, how were those emotions affecting what I did? Like more about, I, I'm just way more in tune with my emotions and therefore I'm way more empathetic and I feel like like a better listener and more open-minded now than I was back then because it's still something I'm battling with today but especially back then it was like if you had nothing to do with my goals I would like I didn't care about anything like that phase went from I, I think I needed to go through this phase but like in 2017 when I was like going back home um every single weekend like to take those acting classes like people would my friends would always hit me up to like hang out and i would just say no like no i gotta go to bed early or no like i was like dieting for like a runway show at the time too and i was like no i'm not doing that i gotta diet like and like kind of by the time that i left any any of the homies in minnesota like i apologize for this time but like i remember by that time they it there was already a some distance between me and my close friends back there Mm. um because i was just like i was kind of gone before i was physically gone you Mm. know what i mean because i was just like too focused i think on my stuff but i think i needed to go through that phase to yeah you know get to where i'm at today um but yeah i feel like and dude i owe a lot to that like listening and open-mindedness and emotional empathy 
to you, man. Cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how we were talking about we're the yin and yang, bro. Literally, white shirt, black. Sh- Whoa, yo. It's just like the picture like this. Face black. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> Bro. Shibleu to who? Shibleu? You know how we said shibleu? You're shibleu? You're shi, I'm blue. It's like yin yang. Shibleu. Yeah. 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 Shibleu is like a yin yang, bro. Shibleu. You need both sides. You gotta have both sides. Salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Yin and yang, shit and blue. It's all the same shit. Peanut butter jelly, ketchup and mustard. Oh, milk and cereal. Milk and cereal. But yo, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw what went through my brain before I even said it, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what was I about to say? You gonna say something like, you know, you can't have cereal without the milk, but you can. Yep. You can't have person. cereal without the milk, but you can. You can. And it's never the same people. The people that drink milk, never the same as the people that eat cereal. Oh. It's never the same. They're different types of people. And if you are, post in the comments. What are you? Me? Are you milk or cereal guy? I drink milk. You're a milk guy? Yeah. I drink milk But they're like two completely different things though, you know what I'm saying? They are. Yeah. It's like it's like if it's ketchup mustard, they're both sauces. So it's like which one are you gonna pick first? True. But like But most people pick both. Yeah. Which is the point. You gotta have both. You gotta have both. Knowledge. Knowledge. Science. Science. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Oh damn! Oh man! Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, huh. I have a question for you now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm drink some wine juice. Juice. Juicy juice. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's three p.m. What am I doing? It is actually juice, though. So. It's Friday. Should do Nah. Um, this is the same wine that I drank last time, so I'm not an alcoholic. I promise, guys. <laughs> does it taste better now? Did I yeah, it does, because like, the fruit, like, kind of like... What is it called? I don't know. I was thinking... I was about to say marinated, but that's not the right... <laughs> Let's use it. Marinate. <laughs> marinated wine. <laughs> Bless you to you. Coagulate. Coagulate? I don't know. I don't think that's the right word. Man, you brought, you brought the sparkling water, and I was like, shit, I gotta have a beverage other than water. <laughs> My dumbass got wine. Spicy water. <laughs> um, okay. So. My question for you is this. 
now that now that you live in California, mm-hmm. what's what's the thoughts that you get when you go back home? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, to be honest, the past. I think the last two times I've went home, I've had a very good time and relationship with going home. Um, I think what I was telling you before of like, if I'm doing something that doesn't have to do with my goals, I just like hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, So all the other times that I went home, like since that, since I moved out here, I felt like a part of me was like, damn, I should be in LA. Like, I would see some shit of like the homies shooting something out here. I'm like, fuck, like they're like a step ahead of me. You know what I mean? Like I'm, they're doing shit and I'm not grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the past two times I went home, which were pretty recent, like I went home in May for my brother's wedding. And I think that was a big realization, that event of like, damn, I need a, I need to come home more often and just like be present when I come home. Cause there's always that part of me whenever I was home that just like, I need to be doing something else. I need to be doing something else. Um, but this time I was like, yo, this only happens once in my life. I have one sibling and he's only going to get fucking married once. Like this is a once, literally a once in a lifetime thing. Like I need to be present as fuck for this, you know? And I saw so many people that I haven't seen in like four years that time because I think around that time was when COVID kind of like calmed down and like the year prior I went home for like two days and then that was that was it like I was gone in Budapest all year so like this time I was just like so much time went by that it was like oh my god like these people really mean a lot to me and I see how much they've changed and I haven't really like talked to them since, you know, like it was mm-hmm. just like, a, yeah, I don't know. It was a big realization of like, damn. And I think also like that dude, everything's connected. And the mentality that you've influenced me a lot on is like, you can learn from anyone. I, I used to always think like, okay, I can only learn from people that are in the industry, you know? And mm-hmm. then it was like, I can learn from any of my friends from high school or I can learn from someone I see in the the street one day, a random person on the street. Like just that perspective change, I guess, helped me be a lot more like present and appreciative of like going home, Mm. you know, but, um, Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to, I'll flip it on you. And I know actually you, you haven't, you don't go home that, often at all right no not really 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 rare right yeah yeah um well uh first thought is why is there so many mosquitoes here um second thought (laughs) is when you go to north carolina yeah bro i feel bro we got (laughs) we got over ten thousand lakes (laughs) yeah bro it's like terrible i can't complain (laughs) We got so many fucking well, mosquitoes. I can't even say my second thought. I was going to say it's too cold here. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I haven't been home in the wintertime in a long time, so. 
<laughs> Shit. I'm scared, actually. No. Dang. Yeah, that's that's what first hits me when I step off the plane. Boom. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes and, and cold. Instantly. Yeah. Bam, right there. Yeah. But uh, North, Carolina's a, North Carolina's a cool place, though. It's really beautiful. Yeah. But um, main things that I... I uh, I think about when I'm back at home is just, it feels almost like, like in my heart, the, the love that I've been wanting to show my family has just like been building and building, you know, and like, you know, I talk to them on FaceTime and all that, but like, you know, it's not the same when you're not there in person. Yeah. So when I finally like see everybody again, it's just like a, it's like an explosion of emotions, man. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Like you have all the built up love, yeah. That you didn't know was there, right? Yeah. When you're out here, it's like a different world. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing thing that I like the most about it is that like, even though like I'm out here, like everyone understands like what I'm doing, and like there's yeah. like, it's just like nothing ever changed. Like when I go back, you know. Dude, yeah. That's a, something I missed that I didn't say. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great, man. Like sometimes, like it's always in the last day. Yeah. That like when you come back, I'm just like, man, this is this is great. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like last last time I went back last Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, the last day I was there, um, I was uh me and my family were outside in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um. And we were just like, you know, having like a, like a fun day. Like we were like out there, like we we're playing cornhole and like we were like boxing. And then like, oh really? <laughs> yeah. And then like apparently like my dad's like super good at boxing from being in the Marines. I didn't even know. Oh wow. And then like we were just like doing like the little tire drill. You know, like you put your foot in a tire. Oh. Like each person puts their foot in a tire and they like try to make the other person get out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's good at that. Like, yeah, he, he whooped me, man. Damn. <laughs> and like it was just like all fun, like it was just all love. And after that day, I was like, man, I was almost like I could just stay here, you know? Yeah. But you know, got to stay focused, got to stay on the vision. Yeah, yeah. But it will it will be nice to be able to go back more more often, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the biggest thing for me, too, of, like, made me realize all these goals and stuff we have, it's, it's, it's dope, and that's why we're here. But the, at the end of the day, man, like, there's nothing like family. Mm-hmm. Family and friends and just, like, love, man. Yeah. You know, like, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, kind of rare out here for people that don't have family out here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think just because of the nature of how and how ambitious the environment is out here, it's like I wouldn't say that people are fake, but people are much more and much more goal oriented, and um, it's hard to tell when energy is as genuine out yeah. here, um, and rightfully so. Like. Uh, you know, like just as simple as meeting someone for a coffee, everything's at least 30 minutes away from each other here. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
So it's just like that's such a huge time commitment. That's probably like a four-hour slot out of your day because of traffic and all this and that. And then it's expensive and it's like everyone's like keeping their head above water. So it's a commitment to like do something small like that. So it makes sense why like people are quote-unquote flaky out here or stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, when you go home, it's just like unconditional love, you know? Dude, it's dope. Yes. It's dope. Man. Do you ever, when you go home, do you, do you like have a realization of like, damn, like you almost see yourself in the third person of like what life would be like if you had stayed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you see when you would see that? I saw that, um, well, first of all, my family, it's like, they're my biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, something that I think is like big for me yeah. is like, whenever like I'm about to have like a hard day, like I know I'm going to do like a big stunt or something, I always call my mom that morning. Really? And yeah, dude. Oh, oh Bro. my heart. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna tear up. Oh. You're a mama's boy, aren't I'm you? Mama's boy, yeah, Me I too, am. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, I'm like a complete different person. Like, you can tell if I if I talk to my mom recently. Yeah. Because like, if I haven't talked to my mom in a while, I just like feel like drained. But if I do. Then I'm just like alive and I'm just like love everywhere, everyone having oh. <laughs> shit. God you gave me your love. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> shit. God damn. Oh my god. Fuck. Are you drinking wine? <laughs> shit, what's in this? <laughs> this is the <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm gonna use some paper towels. Is it, is it on you? Huh? Fuck. No, you're good. Shit. You're good. Don't, don't trip. Don't trip. Don't trip. Okay, hold on. Fuck. Is the microphone wet? A little bit. Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it, bro. Oh, you too, much. Josh, right. maybe we'll know what that means. <laughs> Chris Cortez. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> yeah. But we'll only keep in the Josh, maybe, and Chris Cortez will know what that means. Yeah. But we won't say what you just said. I think everybody knows what that means. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I cut out the actual word that you said. Oh, yeah. I, I just owe keep you in too. Josh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little beep. Shibbidu. <laughs> Okay, what were you saying about <laughs> the love oh, yeah. is... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like a better person, mm. like, if I talk to my mom. And I'm, like, really curious about where she gets it from because, like, man, she is just full of love. Man, I told you this, too, but, like, when I talked to your mom on the phone, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's where Devante gets it from. Just so, like, pure-hearted, man. Like, just genuine, nice, positive energy, mm-hmm. which is so, it's so rare. Like, like, I feel like your mom's the type of person, and you're the same way too, 
Whereas someone can meet you and then within five minutes, they could give you the keys to their house. <laughs> like, like there's, there's a difference between when someone's like nice, you know, and then you're a little like, hmm, I don't really know too much about this person yet, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you and your mom are like, oh my God, I trust you with my whole life. Like immediately, like, like you know what I mean? It's just like pure, like, you know, there's no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like not even a single layer of it. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I can say the same about you because like, bro, <laughs> I don't know if people know this story, huh. but like, you know how like we like started living together, right? Like, remember that? <laughs> Like, Brandon was just like, yeah, um, thinking of getting another place. Uh, you want to, like, move in together? And I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it. Like, there's no thinking about it. We just kind of did it. Yeah. That was because of, like, you're the same way. Like, I just trust you, bro. Like, Aww. you're just a good person, man. Aww. I see what my brother means now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's good. There needs to be more, more love in the world, man. Yeah, I feel like everyone just likes to be mad at each other, right? But it just needs to be more, more love. It's crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? The other day, and I, I also got this from you too. I saw this dude like at the outside of Ralph's. And he was, uh, like, playing the violin. And then he had, like, a little sign, like, starving artist would appreciate any donations. And I was just like, damn, man. Starving artist? I can relate to that, you know? And I didn't have much cash on me, but, like, I think I gave him, like, 20 bucks or something. And I was just like, it wasn't much, but... Like, I could tell he genuinely, genuinely, like, appreciated it. And I was just like, damn, that feels so good. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, even though for me personally right now, I'm not as much of in a position financially to be able to do things like that. Like, that felt so good. Like, there wasn't even a single layer of me of like, fuck, I need to save that 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I know, dude, you do that shit all the time. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Just giving. Man, that's that's real, yo. Yeah. That's real. Cause I don't think it's common that people would like give that much to somebody they don't even know, you know? Yeah. Like, and there's nothing in it for them. Like Yeah. That is the ultimate sign of love. Yeah. For humanity, you know. Man, I, I encourage anyone like I mean, to me, I don't really donate too much to, like, I, I, this sounds fucked up, but I'm a little selective with, like, yeah. people that are, like, because honestly, if there's, like, a homeless person and I can tell they're high on some shit, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the population, homeless population out here in L.A., like, you can tell they're, like, drug addicts, like, I know where that money would go straight to, mm-hmm. you know, but someone like that or, like, you know, I know he's striving to get better at his craft and he's just, he just needs an extra hand. But, or like, I think another time I, I saw um, a lady and I saw her little daughter right next to her and I was like, fuck, like, hmm. you know, they're not in that position for like 
like drugs or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's just they're probably just in a really unfortunate position. Like people like that, man. If you guys have never like donated or anything like that, I highly recommend it because it'll like it'll make you feel a way that you don't you can't feel in any other way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else you can do that'll make you feel that way. I feel like. Yeah. I'm saying, man, you're. You're so right, man. It's it's necessary for everyone. Like Yeah. And I, I like know like everyone has their own level of giving that they're comfortable with. Yeah. Like some people are like only willing to like give to like you know, somebody they know that's in need. Yeah. Like maybe like a close friend and they have yeah, like, they a know like, really personally. hard situation. Yeah. But some people I mean everyone has like their own level but like some people like are like a mother Teresa type you know like they'll just give to anybody Mm -hmm. because they know that everyone in this world like there's no life that's easy yeah so everyone needs a little help sometimes yeah like even those those people on drugs out there like you gotta ask yourself how did they get in that situation yeah like why there's always a reason why are they on drugs Mm mm-hmm Life must be hard. Yeah. I feel like, too, you don't have to donate money, too, right? Like, yeah. Just simply, like, complimenting someone you've never mm-hmm. met. Like, I feel like there's just ways to give love that, like, and it, it feels different when you give it to a complete stranger because mm-hmm. you know there's nothing in it for you. Yes. And you're just like, damn, fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It costs nothing. Yeah. Like, like people that only do that for people they know, there's probably a layer of like, oh, when I am struggling, they're going to help me. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't get that. Man. Yo, that actually reminds me of something you said to me, like, I think a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to get emotional. What was it? <laughs> Oh, 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 I can't do it. Oh my god, emotions. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 oh, what did you say? Um, <laughs> you said that. Oh. <laughs> what was it? Fuck, man. Who's cutting onions? <laughs> oh, no. It's not <laughs> now. What was it? Um, Fuck. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh. Um, you brought up that one time. Uh, I think it was like, it was the smallest thing. It was the smallest thing. But like, we went to go get pizza. Right, yeah. and then you were like, "Man, let me pay for your shit," and I was like, "No," like we always do that all the time, right? Huh. And then like, like man, when like you came back from Shang Chi and I was struggling, oh. like, ah. you were paying for my shit all the time, and I was like, "Bro, I don't even remember that." Like I don't remember that in the slightest, you know. But like that shit, unconditional, bro. Like we were just like, 
I, I remember that and I was like, damn, yo, five years from now or some shit when like, you know, it's always like when a homie's like struggling, like if you're true homies, you won't even think twice like, oh, they're going to owe me something later. But that person that like got a hand up, like they're going to remember that shit forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, like you brought that up and I don't even remember it at all. And then. When you said that to me, I was like, yo, this is something I'm going to remember forever. And then it made me feel, <laughs> because I was like, damn, Devante felt this then, too, you know? Oh, dude, you see this? I'm like, I'm, sp- I'm like a sprinkler right now, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. God. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, my brother's probably laughing so hard right now. <laughs> oh God. Oh, yeah, man. This is the good stuff, man. I appreciate that, it's, though. Like, it's like thank you. It's like small acts that don't seem much in third person, but like it's like what's what's in here that counts, you know, behind a thought. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, fuck, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't remember that shit at all, not even in the slightest. And then that was a moment that like, where I'm, I'm always the type of person where I don't want like, I don't want someone to baby me, you know, like to help me too much just because Mm -hmm. of my own ego. Like I want to help myself out. But then I think I asked you in that moment, I was like, damn man like because you said that i was like it would really make you feel a lot better if you like paid for this right and you're like yeah and i was like oh i'll accept it then oh Oh my god man you buy onions (laughs) there's onions in this beef jerky (laughs) fuck oh god damn we're only on episode five and the shit got to here I think that's probably, is that the second time you've ever seen me cry? Yeah. Yeah. Second time. Second time ever? Mm-hmm. Or other than for acting? Uh, I mean, yeah. Second time in real life. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other time we already said in the third episode, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Man. I think I've only seen you cry once. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> I remember that time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it vividly. And it was for a very similar reason that I just did. Very similar. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Should I, should <laughs> I even like You feel like if you say it you're gonna cry too? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Bro, that was me like i didn't even i did you probably didn't even know what i was gonna say right no i didn't and i was just like i was like oh fuck it's coming like even if i talk right now if i say one word about this i'm gonna fucking ball <laughs> but man she blew to her hey she blew to her. man shit man Men shit cry too. monster trucks some people probably think i'm a bitch but hey men can cry too yeah 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 men cry yeah, men cry. Hell yeah. I actually think, I'm not even saying this just because I did right now, but because I've, I've seen it firsthand and I've been a victim of this, 
if you try to be too masculine and like too oh yeah i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay that's when people let it out in different ways you know yeah they get into some shit like they become alcoholics get get into drugs or whatever and no um i'm not judging people that are recovering from something like that or are currently in something like that but and that's probably i'm not saying that like not letting out your emotions is always the cause of that but i think it's definitely a layer or a factor or a possibility and i just want to spread that more to people just to dudes in general because i've always thought it was lame to be emotional but i've always been emotional emotional little shit since i was little bro (laughs) so i'm like Oh, like literally what I just told you, like the biggest change for me since I came out here was I became more empathetic. I think it's because I started to embrace my emotions more, you know, mm-hmm. and like feel like that leads to more love in the world, you know? Yes. Oh. yes. <sighs> you looked like you wanted to say something. You feel like you're, if you say it, are you going to be cutting onions too? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> what? I mean, okay, this wasn't as recent, though. So maybe, huh? maybe I'll be all right. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll be all right. Um, is this the same thing we were just talking about, or is it something different? It's related. It's related. Oh, okay. It's, uh... Oh, I, I shouldn't okay. look at you. I, um... <laughs> Fuck, man! Oh, shit. Um... Yeah, you, you mentioned the time that you saw me cry. Yeah. And um, that was actually the last time, well, the first time that I've cried in a long time. And uh, I didn't even think it was capable. Like, I was, I was even, like, able to do that. Yeah. But um, it was because when I was, and I was about to leave for, um, am I able to say that? I think I'm able to say that. Oh, yeah? Fuck it. I'm gonna say it. Should we do? Can I say that? I mean, you weren't—you didn't want to say it in the other ones. I shouldn't say it. We'll cut that out. Before you went to Atlanta. Before I went to Atlanta. <laughs> so, um, yeah, before I went to Atlanta, I was—I um, was just thinking and like re- remembering, like all those. All those breakfast clubs that we did, all those like, you know, those those little shorts that we did, and like just how much that like, you know, my life was changed just from like, you know, you you being there and you, you showing me, like what what you what you knew, you know, and sharing that knowledge with me, like. You you really changed my life, dude. Like, before before I got into this, man. Like, I was yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Like, I I wanted to do like you know the whole like open to take one school thing, but like to be honest, in the last like couple couple months to a year, I it, it didn't fulfill me. Mm-hmm. It, I, I felt like it just wasn't the right thing for me anymore, because like I, 
I felt in my heart that like I, I needed to be doing something with, you know, the the other stuff that I was passionate about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Taekwondo, I love Taekwondo, but you know, what about tricking? Like what about all these other things that I want to do? What about like, you know, am I gonna be able to travel? Am I gonna be able to like learn this other stuff? Yeah. And yeah, like this is like the ultimate like path for me to take to to live the life that I wanted to live. <laughs> and I was just I was just so like thankful <laughs> for for you sharing that with me. Thanks, like, man. I I don't even think this is this is possible for me to like <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. Same, bro. Damn, I've probably said so many hoes. Because <laughs> I'm like, how do I let this out? <laughs> I feel like if I didn't say that many hoes, I would, there would have been more tears. Dude, I was thinking that same thing. Like, if I didn't, like, stop to, like, breathe, like, yeah. as I was saying that, oh, my God, dude, I'd be... Crying my ass off right now. Hey, you're good at that though, dude. I don't know how you didn't. I didn't see a single tear come down. I saw it. I saw it like ready. I didn't see it come down, man. Mine was like a shower. (laughs) Shit. Shit. This isn't from the water. It's from the fucking tears. Oh shit. This is crazy, man. Crazy. Crazy, bro. This is it. This is something great. Something great is happening here, man. Mm-hmm. And you all are witnessing it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We, we we talked about this the other day. I think we bring this up a lot. And like I hope anyone that's watching or listening out there has people that like how do I explain it pretty much like you know how you and I were saying the other day the way we converse with each other like we both gain and learn so much out of it and it's not like a one way street of like um, one person is teaching the other person more or this and that like there might be periods of time of where that happens Right. Like I feel like um, like you said, like the time that I came fresh off for Shang-Chi and then you were just like just getting into stunts. You felt like at that time I was teaching you a lot. But then like right now, I feel like the opposite, you know, so it's like but it's not even. um, That's the thing. I think a lot of friendships or just relationships in general. um a lot of times egos will get involved and people will start keeping score of, oh, I, I did this for you or did this for me. And then like, oh, I taught you all of this. So therefore you don't know more than me ever. Like people just keep score of like where they are on this bullshit hierarchy that they keep in their, their brain. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like you and I were talking about how, Anytime we just have deep talks, like how we do on this podcast or just in general, like literally all the time, whenever we see each other and we have time to just chill and talk, like 
I think the analogy I said is like, I have certain Lego pieces and you have certain Lego pieces. And we realize that when we share it, we can build something that we didn't know we could build. And mm -hmm. we couldn't build that ourselves. Mm -hmm. But there's like an equal amount of pieces from each of us. You know what I mean? It's just like a, it's a constant exchange of knowledge. knowledge. But also just like, that's only possible when you're open-minded and not egotistical about a friendship. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like where you stand in, in something like that. It's just like, once that's out of the air, you can just like make shit that you didn't know you can make. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking physically. I mean like just realizations and experiences and moments. Like what happened just now, bro? Like me. Like and like we can you and I can remember the exact amount of times that we've seen each other cry. Like those moments. Some shit we're never going to forget. But, like, that only happens when, like, it's a two-way street. And people are empathetic and listening and not, not putting this, like, hierarchy bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah. It's so rare, you know? It is. That, I mean, one, people listen with the intent to listen yeah and not with the intent to reply yeah and also that people give without wanting to get something in return yeah but yeah when those two are there you know in a relationship in a friendship in a whatever yeah in a you know organization even yeah like that's when that's when great things happen feel like it's just like what we were talking about earlier when you find people that are like the yin to your yang mm -hmm. or just that balance you out right because it's like for you and me like we did get along really well a lot of the factors like we bounce out we balance each other out in different aspects right like how we talked about in previous episodes i talk a lot you like to listen a lot and so that in itself balances it out Mm -hmm. Right. And then like um, just like a lot of other factors too. like you're much more open minded and in the moment I'm much more like what's next, what's next? Like, you know, and then so like we kind of just trade mindsets and like we're balancing each other out and just learning from each other constantly about stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I just hope that people are open minded to meeting people like that or if you have you might not even realize that you have people like that in your life sometimes mm -hmm. you know what i mean like sometimes yeah. people are just too uh in their own head about stuff you know like if one of us if one of you and i were keeping score it's like our friendship is not even close to where it is now mm -hmm. if we were keeping score of like oh man all those days, like, I paid for your meal and this, and, like, fuck that shit, yo, like, why, why is, why even give in the first place if you're keeping score? That means it didn't come from the right place. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that, like, 
I think there's always going to be that little layer of you that thinks about that. But mm-hmm. the sole reason why you give needs to come from like a place of not expecting anything back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that the reason why it's hard to do, mm-hmm. like it's hard to give and not expect nothing in return or to like just like listen to someone and not like try to force your own perspective on them yeah. is it's all out of respect. And I think that's something that might have made us understand each other better because yeah. Taekwondo is all about respect. Yeah. And, yeah, um, exactly. I respect your mindset, even though it's not the same in every single aspect. Yeah. And you respect mine, so that's why we, you know. Exactly. We can do that. Yeah. Like, I would say you and I are very sim, like, have very similar opinions for and similar mindsets, but there's, there's always times where it's, shit's always going to be different, you know? Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a lot of times that you and I, like, will disagree on something, but it never, ever feels like there's even a hint of ego of like, no, I'm right and you're wrong. We're literally just like explaining, oh yeah, I think, yeah, but that's true, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, sh-. then one of us will be like, oh shit, I didn't ever think of that. Yeah. But yeah, the reason why I said that is because of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's this mm-hmm. constant exchange of like just perspective because everyone sees the world in a different way, mm-hmm. right? And if you're so tunnel visioned on your way that you see the world and you're not open to like, learning other people's perspective it's like what's the point you know mm-hmm. like uh yeah i don't know i think that has to do a lot with like the robert green shit that you've been showing me you know i've just been listening to a bunch of his stuff and like that's such a he talks about empathy and like the true meaning of empathy and it goes really into detail. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really changes perspective, you know? It, it does, it does. It's not easy. It's, uh, I believe that empathy and love is a practice. Yes. It's something you have to try to do and mm-hmm. put effort into. Yeah. And then, yeah, you do feel it too, but it's also like you got to, I will do this so I can, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, if, if a big, um, one, one of my, like, uh, principles that I've always wanted to live on uh-huh. is, and I got this from uh, Taos. Oh, like he he put tricker. it in the word form for me. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a tricker. Shout out to shout, tell us. Um, love is a motive. So oh. when you when you put more love into the world, the world is a better place. That is something that will never hurt anything. Yeah. So everybody wants to make the world a better place. How do you do that? Just put more love, man. More love. Yeah. There's a lot of, everyone has their own way of showing love, but, and everyone needs love a certain way too, but, yeah, you know, the idea is that you, you give it. Yeah, for sure. 
And it's like, it's even a... I wouldn't say there's a balance of that. There's a, there's a balance in a way of like... I don't, I'm actually curious what your opinion is about this, but I feel like... I don't think there is such thing as giving too much love into the world. Mm-hmm. But there is such thing as... Um, giving too much love when it's not asked for or that perspective of giving so much love is taken advantage of. I agree. And I think the way I see it, at least, I think there's a lot of different ways you can, mm-hmm. it, it can be, is when you give love and you expect something in return, it's not truly love, right? Yes. So I like to... There's, everyone has a certain amount of love they can give, right? Yeah. And as you practice, you're able to give more and more. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you got to have like self-love too, you know? Yes. You always have to have space for yourself in there. Mm-hmm. So if you give from that area, like where you, you know, I'm taking my own love that I should be giving myself to this person and they don't appreciate it, that's when things get like weird. Yeah, that's when it gets tricky. And also, I feel like, your capability of giving love is only possible if you love yourself enough first. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if your heart, right? Check me out, right? I got you. I'm with you. If your heart, anyone that's watching, you can see the visuals. Your heart, it's like this, right? Yeah. That's your heart. Mm-hmm. This is the amount that you have that you can give or keep for yourself. But the more you give yourself your own love, you give self-love, your heart gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And the bigger that is, the more room you have to give to the world. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give yourself that love, then it's just like tiny. And now mm-hmm. you don't even have enough love to give yourself. Yeah. And now you start taking it out on other people because you don't have any love to give to other people because you don't even have enough love to give to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when egos get in and this exactly. and that. You know what I'm saying? But when it's like, let's say, like a friendship where two people like give love freely. Yeah. And it's just, they just want to see the other person do well, right? Yeah. Then both people's, you know, Dude, it's just growing. It's like exponential. There's no losing. Like yeah. It's just better for everybody. Yes. 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 I feel like. The only time it actually grows is when it's unconditional. Because mm-hmm. when it's unconditional, then it's actual love. There's like, I think love can only be unconditional. I agree. I agree. Like, something can be perceived as love and people can say that is a loving action or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're expecting something back then is it even love? Because now it's just manipulative in a way. Mm-hmm. It's business. Yeah. It's a transaction. And I feel like it's okay to have those feelings of where you're thinking of yourself and like, you know, you're, you, you, there's a layer of you that's in there deep down. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. You give something and then you kind of, you're a little bit keeping score, but it's a matter of how how much are you going to give that attention of keeping score? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Because of course the thought is going to come to mind. Some fucked up shit is going to come to mind, but it's a matter of like feeding that dark side more and more mm-hmm. or just avoiding it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Thing like like also like you have a choice of like who you invite into your life, yeah, and who you pour into. Because like some people naturally, because like how close you are to them, you're gonna naturally give more to them. So I think it's really important to choose the right people to have in that circle, or to choose as a partner. Because if you're like one of those people that just like gives everything, you give fully, and you find that they just take it. They don't want to give as much back, mm-hmm. then it's, you know, it's not really, it's not really beneficial for both sides. It's like a parasitic relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, if you love yourself, you're not gonna allow that to happen. Yeah. And I guess the, the thing about love and unconditional love too is like, the only thing that I think that you can keep track of in a way is just receiving some type of appreciation if you give that out consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's 99% of people, or I could be wrong, but at least for me, that's the only thing I want back for when I give love is appreciation of what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and that might be my, I think my love language is like my, my highest thing. This is a whole other episode, the five love languages, but I think my number one is like words of affirmation. But even if they don't tell me exactly, if I can just tell that they genuinely appreciated it, that's all that matters. You know, like that's all. I don't know. Do you feel like that? Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of makes it a quote unquote conditional, I feel like. Yeah. But it's not, you're not asking for much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Just a simple thank you. Yeah. Can do so much. Or people can say thank you and you can tell if they actually made it or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about you, but actually, I know this. Because I think you and I have both talked about, we both run into this issue a lot just in life where you and I are obviously very loving people, right? And, like, whether it's a friendship or relationship or whatever, a lot of times you'll be giving love in a way and they'll appreciate it at first, but then it becomes an expectation, Mm-hmm. And once it becomes an expectation, that's when, that's when I think shit starts becoming bad, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. People become spoiled in a way by that. And that's human nature. But I think that's a form of love too, is appreciation. Like, I think people that don't appreciate is comes from a place of not having enough love for themselves or for other people, you know, Mm -hmm. because you'll appreciate it if you know what it's like to give and receive love. Mm -hmm. But if you don't really, then 
You just don't appreciate things, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I think that happens because people's idea of it is wrong or misconstrued, you know? Yeah. Like, if somebody has nothing but goodness for you, but you don't, if they, that person doesn't understand that, like what they're doing for them truly, like who they are, mm-hmm. then they won't interpret it as that. Like somebody who's just like thinking, oh, this person is just trying to get this out of me because that's how they would think, you know? Yeah. They would do that if they're trying to get something out of somebody. Yes. So that's why they think that about themselves. Yeah. So that's why they don't appreciate it. And yeah. that's why, you know, it's all getting messed up. Yeah. And nobody can really give them the love that they need because they don't accept it. Yeah. They're pushing it away. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's like, um, I feel like that kind of ties in with the love languages because it's like everyone shows love in a different way. And that's where it comes down to like empathy and perspective. Even when you think of someone else's perspective, you, I think the biggest game changer for me was like not to just think about what I would do in their shoes. I'm not them. Factor in how you know this person. How does their mind work? What is their upbringing? This and that. You, you think about all that shit. Now you can see why they do the things they do. Yes. Right? It's like, it's like I think literally what you said is like so many times people are keeping track because they're like, I'm giving love, but you're not giving me love. But they don't realize that the other person is giving them love in their own way of communication. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's deeper layers of understanding perspective, I feel like. It's not just you thinking, what would I do in their situation? Oh, if I was them, of course I would feel this way. like, Like literally how you were just saying earlier, like if we were to really, really think of why some people are homeless some people get into drugs some Mm -hmm. people are like donald trump some people are like hitler like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying the shit they do is good Mm -hmm. but there's always gonna be a fucking reason Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and just feel like People that have a slightly different perspective than you, you can just meet them halfway and try to think things from their lens for once. Yes. Not just try to use your own lens on their fucking camera. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Dude, what's up with me and all these fucking... I use a lot of fucking (laughs) analogies and metaphors. You know, filmmaking. (laughs) Because I'm a filmmaker. It's like, bro, you have your own camera. I have my own camera. I have my own lens. You have your own lens. Mm -hmm. I can't use your camera... And expect that it works the exact same way with my lens than it does when it's with your lens. Exactly. It could be completely different, bro. Exactly. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Bro. This could be red to you. It's orange. 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 You ever think about that? It could be orange. <laughs> orange. <laughs> orange. Ever think about what? Like, the way you see the world, right? Like, yeah. This is green, this is orange, you know, gray, all that, right? 
But what if like this is actually blue to you, but you just learned to call it Dude. green because that's what everyone says. Yeah. This is green. Like, what if you could just like go into somebody else's mind and like yeah. see what the world looks like? And it's like, yeah. just like all. Yeah. That is trippy. I think that is true. Like, probably my shade of orange is different from yours. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, everyone's probably a little different, but it is crazy to think if it's completely fucking like. Right? Different. I mean, that's why pe- some people are colorblind, you know? Like, but, but are people that are colorblind actually not colorblind and we're all fucking colorblind? Oh my God! Mm. We're the ones that are colorblind, bro. What if people that are colorblind, they're actually seeing the world for what it actually is? But we just think that they're colorblind. But we're all... Whoa. Yo, I promise we have we didn't smoke or do anything. <laughs> I mean I sipped on some wine, but I was I'm not feeling nothing. I feel like you and I say Huh, what's in this LaCroix? <laughs> right. I feel like we always like say some really like stoner type shit. <laughs> shit. I mean it's it's true, you know? We're just making those connections that are difficult to make. Because everything's connected, bro. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. Oh, shit. It's like a one... It's about to be an hour and 40. You want to call it? Yeah, I think it's that time. Yeah, it's that time. <laughs> I really need a pee. Yeah, me too. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Something. You know what I noticed, bro? Hmm? I feel like... I don't know about you. And I don't know if the audience felt this, too. I feel like the first 30 minutes... Okay, dude. We were supposed to be talking about our move to LA. We did. And then I ended up, we ended up talking about love and I started fucking bawling my eyes out. (laughs) How does LA escalate to that? You know? It's all connected, bro. It's all connected, but I feel like, I don't know. Let's give it to, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like the beginning felt a little stiff because it felt a little like, interviewy and too structured like i had a couple questions for us you know but i'm just yeah. like this is not it didn't feel shibli to her i feel you I and feel then you. later it felt shibli to her mm-hmm. right yeah i think hmm let us let us know guys what what you guys like i i feel like in a way you and i like if we set up these two mics and put on that fucking camera we're going to talk about something no matter what yeah <laughs> We don't have to think of what the fucking subject is going to be ahead of time. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. Or like maybe they can give us like Q&As and we can just like answer the questions or whatever what we think and tie our experiences to it. But I don't know. I don't know about you, but I feel like we we should just kind of shoot the shit. I like it. Yo. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, one of the coolest dudes ever is, like, Rorschach from uh, The Watchmen. And his, like, his, like, face is, like, all, like, one of those, like, picture things that you look at in, like, psychology. I think, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like those little pictures, and they're like, what do you see? 
and they ask you what you see, you know what I'm saying? What if we just like put one of those up and just like look oh, at it? Oh, like one of those trippy pictures? Yeah. Like the ones where it takes a while to like actually see what the, the artist designed to I mean, see? I, I think they're like subjective. So it's not really you could a picture see there. anything. Yeah, you could see a dog. You could see a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. What if we just like get one of those, look at it, boom, start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. really do. Figuratively. My brain's That's a good broken, idea. Huh? <laughs> my brain's broken. Shit, same, bro. Fuck. I cried my brain out. Fucking mm-hmm. god damn it. Aww. I feel like a... See, this is my masculine mind talking to me. I feel like a bitch. I feel like a bitch. But if you don't cry, no. that means you're a bitch. No, 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 no. Brandon, stop talking. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm not calling anyone a bitch. I'm not calling anyone a bitch. Ignore what I just said. Except for you. <laughs> yeah, you. You. female dog. You know who you are. The literal female dog. You are a bitch. Yeah. Should have washed your bed sheets. <laughs> what? Yeah. I know you didn't do it. What? I don't know, man. <laughs> Remember to flip your mattress every how long? A month? Huh? Two months? Eight months? I don't know. Wait, that's a thing? I don't do it. Huh? That's I think a you're thing? supposed to. Really? Yeah. I, at least was what I heard. Internet, man, I don't know any of this grown-up shit. I don't know, man. Wait, you're supposed to fuck, Dude, bro. I just learned how to wash clothes. Like, <laughs> shit. Like, when you showed me, like, the delicates option, I was like, oh, fuck. Bro, I learned that from Hector. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking clothes kept shrinking. Do me too? <laughs> kept using the normal mode. I was like, oh, shit. The fuck? Hell yeah. I'm Dude, my shit fuck. is still shrinking. Oh, shit? I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm doing something wrong. Uh, I don't know. Shit, Anybody wants to do our laundry? Give us a call. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How much is we going to cut out? I don't know. Do we need to cut Maybe anything we'll out? Because right. Shit, do. You have any final thoughts? Um, Otherwise, I need to pee. Final thoughts? Love is a motive. Love Remember is a that. motive. Hold up. Hold up. I'm just going to be honest here. What does a motive mean? Uh, it's. I believe it's somewhat related to motivation. So, like, love is the motivation. A motive? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought a motive. Yeah. Emotive is a word. Oh, love is the motive. Uh, oh, was I saying it too fast? I do that sometimes. I thought you said love is a motive. Oh, oh. Like emotive is is a motive a word? Oh. A motive. Ah. I thought you. I thought there was a word spelt like E M O T I V E. Oh, oh, oh. Bro, mushroom blizzard. I see, I see. But now we're here. Love is a motive. Love is the motive. Love is the motive. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you live in your life, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, what should I say? What should I do? Mm-hmm. What's the most loving thing I could do right now? That's how you should live. Should in my too. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's an, an example right there where 2017 Brandon would have been, you know, I don't want to look dumb in this situation. I don't know what emotive it means. And I was just like, you know what? 
fuck it. I'm going to rewatch this later and be like, Brandon, you're a bitch for not, <laughs> for not asking what that meant. Because you were too insecure to look dumb. Yes. No. Brandon wins. And old Devante would be like, damn, I can't English. But now I'm like, Fogle Alu. Fogle Alu. It's erotic because you, you said a made up word. I can't English. Fogle <laughs> If you guys haven't caught on already, Fogle Alu is just another, it's another variation of Shibluto. Shibluto. It's like how a sandwich is a sandwich. But you get different variations of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You got a PB and J. Yep. You get a salami sandwich. Mm-hmm. You get a BMT. Bologna. So like, bologna. Yeah. And fugalulu is like, what is fugalulu like? Fugalulu. Is he like the swaggy cousin of Shibla to her? Is he the one that just like he's the older cousin that just like breaks all the fucking rules? He don't give a fuck. He pulls up to the family reunion like late as fuck. Yeah, he's got like a loud monster truck. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. He's just like fuckalala, 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 fuckalala. Sometimes when I'm feeling spicy, I put a sh in front of that sh fuckalala, fuckalala. That's a good one. Shufogu Mm-hmm. It's got best for everything. Lu to who? Lu to who? Lu to who just falls up high. Yeah, he's like, what up, moment? Goes to the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, he pulls up to the wrong house, but he don't give a fuck. He's like, Lu to who? This is my new family now. Yeah. Lu to who? Lu to who? Okay. Yeah, I think we're done here. Yeah, we're done. All right, guys. Thanks for listening or watching or whatever. Uh, If you enjoyed it, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to us on. Share it. Do whatever you want to do. If you didn't like it, you don't got to do it because you're shabloo You can do whatever you want. But if you want to spread more shabloo energy into the universe like we do, Feel free to do those things. But it's unconditional love. We're just giving love. We're not expecting anything back. So you could give us some fucking dislikes if you want to, bro. We're still going to do us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, you guys know where to follow us. If you don't, we'll put it in the description. On that note, should we close it out? I think we should. Remember, guys, I think we should add this to our outro. Yeah. Remember, guys, love is emotive. Or should we, should we make up the word emotive now? <laughs> it's the motive. Fuck! Love is the Fuck! Motive. I'm fucking it up! <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Uh. I feel like it has to be emotive now. Emotive. Fuck it. A new word. <laughs> Otherwise, we're... We're stealing it from... Uh, You're right. From what's the homie's name again? Towels. Towels. Yeah. Shout out Towels. Shout out Towels. Love is a motive. Love is a motive. And everything's connected. Everything's connected. Because, Wait. Huh? 
Wait a second. Wait, I was about to close it. Hold on. What? What? Man, man, man. What? What? Bro, bro, you can't you can't do that. People use other people's lines all the time. Huh? People use other people's lines all the time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Love is the motive. The motive. He doesn't say the, right? He says the. It's actually love is the motive forever. But love you know, is the motive. I feel like yeah, love is the motive gets the point across. Should we say? Should we say love is the motive? Uh, whatever you're gonna say, you know what I'm saying. What do you feel, man? This is this is shit and blur. You know, it's not just blur. Blur. You think it's a uh, love is the motive? Fagalala. Because everything's connected. Because Fuggler. Peace. Peace out, mm. homies and homets. Shiblet to him. Man, I cried like a little bitch. Oh. No, I was acting. <laughs> My heart, man. My heart. That was a good episode. Oh yeah, I like that. That was great. That was fucking fun. <laughs>